The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to Living Well. This is Ann Beal, your host. Today's guest is Phil Flores. He is a naturopathic doctor, and he works at Life Solutions Wellness Clinic. And we are having him on today to talk about naturopathic medicine A lot of people don't really know what that is. And so basically, the naturopaths want to get you well without drugs. And so Phil also does massage therapy. He uses um, essential oils, supplements. And so he's here today to talk to you about all those areas. Welcome to the show, Phil. Well, thank you very much. Well, Phil, a lot of people don't know exactly what you do. A lot of people here in Texas, definitely where we are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, don't even know what a naturopathic doctor is. So first, tell us where you're from. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, grew up in Decatur for like the first four years, and we moved to Fort Worth and been there ever since, and then went off to medical school in at Tempe, Arizona. That's where we went to naturopathic medical school. And so I met you on your return from Arizona. Correct. So you went to naturopath- naturopathic med school Yes. in Tempe. 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 And so you have an NMD or an ND, like what do you call that? Well, it's a naturopathic doctorate, uh, naturopathic medical, you know, degree. So it's four years of four years of medical school, and uh, usually the last two years you're in the clinical clinical settings. So you know you take the board exams after two years. Your first two years are basically the same as if you would go to traditional medical school. You get all your sciences and you take a board exam and then you have your two years of the clinical rotations and you take uh, the exams, the board exams for that as well, you know, being the physical diagnosis. um, We have laboratory diagnosis, pharmacology. I mean, you take all those tests. So it's it's everything you would learn at at a traditional medical school, plus you also learn lots of nutrition, you bring in the Eastern medicine. Yeah, and I think that um, most people don't realize there's more than one kind of med school. There's actually three or four kinds of med schools. I know DOs go to med school, MDs go to a different med school, naturopathic doctors or NDs, like you go to a different med school. Are there more than that? Uh, as, far, as far as I know, it's, that's pretty much the the three for that. You know, they also have uh, you know physician assistants and nurse practitioners, which can also prescribe. And they go to like a three year med yes. school, right? Okay, so can you explain um, why you chose to go to a naturopathic med school <clears throat> instead of a medical doctor med school? Well, I had a, a cousin of mine, forty forty two years old was diagnosed with colon cancer. And the last thing that I can remember is him telling me about his doctor said, you know what, this, this, is, this is all I can do for you. Uh, you should just go home, say your goodbyes. There's not much else we can do. And I just saw him deteriorate so fast. So I said, there's got to be something else. And uh, that it, I was in my last class at the University of North Texas, child psychology, and I met uh, Nicole, and she's now also a naturopathic doctor in Arizona. And she was telling me all about the school and how they were, you know, working on natural therapies. And once I found that out, I was like, kind of piqued my interest. So I went and visited the school, came back, told my wife, honey, 
we moved to Arizona. <laughs> so after that, I just fell in love with the medicine. So you went straight out of college, mm-hmm. and you like the idea of the naturopathic. <clears throat> your friend, your friend who died from cancer, did they do any natural therapy at all for him? Well, he he did try some. Uh, I know he was doing some herbs, but I didn't at the time. I didn't really know too much about you know the natural therapies, and he was doing. I remember some powder, but I wasn't sure what exactly he was doing at the time. Because, you know, the cancer hospitals, uh, the cancer sections of hospitals, they say on the list of things that they do, it will say naturopathic. But they don't actually use those for cancer. They use them to make the patient more comfortable. So they don't actually do naturopathic medicine for them. And they don't recommend other kinds of cures for cancer outside of drugs. Okay. Um and so I was just wondering what it was about your friend that had gone to Nicole, what it was about her that made you want to do that. Well, she she just mentioned to me how they, you know, used a lot of natural therapies to make people well. I mean, basically they were using their diet, lots of dieting, lots of uh, uh, juicing, you know, with the fruits and vegetables and Chinese herbs as well. And they had great results. And so I was like, I got to go check this out. So Now, I noticed how you said that, you know, and I know that the FDA and all the uh, licensing people do not allow any naturopathic or natural person who's using natural means besides drugs for people. Not if you use them for animals, you can say the cure word. (laughs) <laughs> you can cure cancer in animals, right? But you're not allowed to say that if you're working on people as a naturopath or any kind of natural means. You're only allowed to say you make them better. Yes, give them better quality of life. Give them better quality of life. Okay, that's that's really good. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners out there, I want you to realize that when he says it makes them feel all better or it makes everything go away or whatever, we have to use those terms so that – Dr. Phil doesn't get in trouble, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. All righty. And so, so you went off to Tempe and you went to med school. Did it just blow your mind, all the stuff that you learned? It did. I mean, I was, I mean, when I, I didn't know too much about acupuncture. I mean, just the results that you know, brought to people and the, just, just letting food be your medicine. I mean, that was a big, big, big change because you know, before all we knew was, hey, I'm sick, let me go get a pill or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, as naturopaths, we also have uh, prescription rights. You know, we can write prescriptions as well, but... For drugs, you mean? You for can, drugs, mm-hmm. yes, for drugs. And But we tend to treat first naturally, first by choice. And you know, if the patient wants to try something different, did they, they have that option. Now, one of the, you know, there are some drugs that are incredible, that they have really saved lives, and that would be antibiotics. So in Arizona, you can act, you're actually, you can become a regular doctor, have your practice, um, just like any other doctor. Correct. But not here in Texas. Correct. And so there's only a few states that don't let you do that. Most states do. Well, there's about 17 states that, that uh, naturopaths can practice in. Currently. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I no. thought it was like 32 or something like no, that. No, it's about 17. 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so there, if you have your regular, if you're like a um, like Dr. Wallach was, he was a family doctor, he was a general practitioner, um, then you would use antibiotics, right? Or would you not? Uh, you can. I mean, it's, like I said, a lot of times the patients, some of them get really um, impatient. And they're like, you know, this stuff isn't working. You have to develop a therapeutic you know, effect to it in order to get over some things. And a lot of times people like, you know, I just want that pill. They're so uh, trained that way. Like they, they want that pill. They want to get fixed. They want it, we want it now. But with natural medicine, sometimes it's uh, it's a little bit slower, but it you get the same results. You know, you get good results. So there are natural antibiotics, aren't there? Yes. Okay. Tell me what those are, if you don't mind. Well, you can, you can use, you have garlic, you know, you have, uh, uh, turmeric would help with you know with turmeric. Infl- inflammation. Mm-hmm. I mean capsaicin. I mean there's a lot of things that you can use to help the body. Even thieves, the oil thieves. Thieves, oregano. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 
because I know that um, Dr. Wallach has a, uh, he's created a, a longevity supplement called Killer Biotic. And it doesn't kill the bad bacteria. I guess antibiotics themselves that are prescribed now, they kill the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, right? Correct. And so that's why you prefer not to use them. Exactly. And if, and if uh, somebody does do that, you know, you want to supplement with a uh, probiotic. So, and there's, you can find many, you know, in the stores and the internet, uh, HMF formulas makes a great one, uh, Genestra. Um, so what is a probiotic, if you can explain it? Well, basically it helps supplement the gut flora. So when you have it in there, it's also going to help with your digestion. You know, it helps boost the immune system. So so is it good bacteria then? Yes, it's good bacteria that, that helps helps the body um, heal. So why are there so many different kinds? You know, I've seen them in the store. They have all different kinds. They even have some in the refrigerators. That it looks like you've got to keep them refrigerated. Right, and and they have they have different ones like that depending on how they prepare it. So, um, I mean, I've seen people get great effects from both. Do you have any recommendations of which you prefer? Um, well, I like to use the uh, HMF formulas or Genestra. Genestra or HMF. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, and you do you recommend that somebody be take probiotics often because there are people that do take them as a supplement like every day yeah I mean it's it's fine doing that like I said it helps digestion and it's going to help the immune system so if you do that you know you can live a better quality of life which probably if the gut is working well because the bacteria goes to the gut mm-hmm. and well the stomach and intestines and everything then then you're probably going to be able to absorb all the nutrients and stay healthy, right? Exactly. So when you um, think for you, the area that you have enjoyed the most, that you get the most results from, what is that? Which is the area of the naturopathic that you like the best? I would say the food. The food. Let the food be your medicine. Mm-hmm. So tell people how to do that. <laughs> that would be really helpful. <laughs> Well, basically, you can um, eat foods that are alkaline. So, you know, you want to uh, lessen the sugar and you want to eat more, eat fruits and vegetables. But, of course, fruits have, have uh, sugar in them, but you've got the natural sugar. And um, by, by supplementing more of the vegetables in there, you're, you're helping to alkalize the blood pH. And, of course, when you do that, once again, you are decreasing the inflammation, which you're going to be able to digest your food better. You're, you're boosting the immune system. And, um, I mean, basically, if you go to the store, stay around the outside. You right. Don't to, you don't need to be going through the aisles. You stay around the outside, you're going to get those fruits and vegetables and the foods that we should be supplementing our, our body with. When you say the body is more alkaline, it reminds me of high blood pressure. Um, I've, I've known people that have taken baking soda just like half a teaspoon of baking soda to bring their blood pressure down quickly because it got high that day. And they said that your body can't get high blood pressure in an alkaline body or the more alkaline it is or something like that. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I don't know too much about that. I haven't heard that about that. Some people say apple cider vinegar does it. And so I wasn't sure why it's like the more alkaline the body is, the less the blood pressure can go high. Well, with blood pressure, it's... You know, it deals with with the veins. So if your veins or arteries are are if they're more dilated, you know, which means they're you know, more stretched out, more room for fluid to pass through, your blood pressure is going to be lower. I mean, naturally. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why uh, you know when you're highly stressed, your body goes right into acidic mode with the snap of a finger. I mean, it's just that quick. So if you can get your body to relax and um, just be more more relaxed. You're going to have that that effect on the veins and arteries, so you're gonna your blood pressure is gonna naturally go down. So, vegetables, fruit, and then how about meats? Meats. Do you think meats or just proteins? What would you suggest? Well, I mean, meat meats are fine as long as you have a a ratio like seventy thirty. You know, seventy percent alkaline foods, thirty percent acidic foods. So you can have the meats. Meats are pro, you know, protein, so mm-hmm. you break it down, amino acids. And, of course, it does acidify your blood pH a bit. But, I mean, you know, you can have 
there's meats and there's meats who are treated with antibiotics in the in the cows. So right, which we can talk about that. I mean, so when you say that, the best place to get meat is to get meat without those antibiotics and hormones in them. So um, that would be like buying from a farmer, uh, buying at a natural grocery store. Mm-hmm. I know that Kroger has Nolan Ryan, at least here in Texas. Kroger has Nolan Ryan's meat, and it's all natural, free-range. means that they chew on the grass, right. right? And they're not fed the corn, which doesn't work in their four stomachs because cows mm-hmm. have four stomachs. So then they don't have the antibiotics or the hormones added. I can't imagine what it does to these people when you get – I mean, I think of women especially, <laughs> women, women eating all these hormones. You don't know what they are. Right. right. I mean, what kind exactly. of hormone? They could be eating testosterone. I've always wondered, like, what kind of hormones are in there? Well, do you know? I, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> at the moment, I do not. But I mean, men, if, men, if you start going here on your chest, <laughs> we got problems here. For men taking the women's <laughs> hormone. I thought, what are we eating? Right. So it always cracks me up. But eating, especially the chicken with the antibiotics in it, more chickens, I guess, have the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't really know, but I'm, I, we buy our meat from either the Nolan Ryan or from the natural grocery store, the farmer's market, 1926 farmer's market by our house Hmm. or the feed store here because um, we don't want the antibiotics and the hormones. So if you're eating that, what does that do to you? Well, basically, you know, when you have the antibiotics, if you either eat that in the meat or if it's prescribed too much, your body, it won't have the same effect on the body. It won't be able to fight off those that bacteria, so your body it kind of becomes immune to it. So then now you've got a bigger problem next time. So by trying to prescribe you that same antibiotic, it's not gonna not gonna work exactly. Which is really kind of an epidemic in our country, I guess. Now people are much more aware what antibiotics have done as far as getting too many all the time. Not only get them prescribed all the time from the doctor to maybe not take it if you really don't need it, uh, and then try not definitely try not to get it in your milk. Right? right from the cows, get it in your meat, get it in your chicken. Because I think what I have come to realize when I started learning all about that is, oh my goodness, I was like getting it every day, <laughs> every day. And so I have over the last few few years, probably five years, gotten sick so little that I really don't even need medical care. And so I wonder if before that, because I was taking antibiotics and everything, if I was just getting totally immune and nothing was able to fight off the illness. I don't know. Well, I mean, like with milk, for example, I mean, my daughter, she knows if she drinks milk, she gets all, you know, stopped up and runny nose and just foggy-like. And so she's real bad with ear infections. Mm. So when she takes that, she'll end up with usually ear infection. And she knows now to avoid that, you know, uh, on a daily basis. She's like, oh, I can't have that there. You know, I don't want an ear infection today. <laughs> Something like that. Get she's, have milk. She's seven. Milk. Really? That's what it sounds like. So do you get free-range milk or um, organic milk? What do you get? I I do almond almond milk. Almond milk, Rice yes. milk. I mean, sometimes I'll make my own almond milk. Now you didn't mention soy milk. No. <laughs> Tell us about I soy I had a situation with, with that, uh, my first child. She was about seven years old, and uh, we supplemented everything soy Soy formula, soy, soy milk, and uh, she did not have a very good reaction to that. She's allergic to soy. She wasn't allergic to it. She just started like having precocious puberty oh. type symptoms. Precocious puberty. puberty. Yes. So, so what she was, would that be? Well, it'd be like hair growth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not good. <laughs> at, at five years old. <laughs> oh no! To, uh, yeah, so that was uh, it was a uh, it was an experience, and I was in medical school at the time. I was like, uh, Doc, we need to uh, check this out, you know. And so you found out it was the milk. Oh no, it was the soy it milk. Was the soy, the soy estrogen. Every... Yes. Oh yeah. So there's estrogen and soy. Estrogenic. Yes, it can have the estrogenic effect on the body. I did not know that. Okay, yeah, so guys, that, so that, <laughs> you might want to know that. So that happened with, with, with my six-year-old, and so after that, we didn't do that anymore with the next two children. <laughs> so you're real careful to, with soy. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think now, too, because they have hybridized the seed of the soybean, 
Um, so it actually is genetically altered to include in- insecticides so that they don't have to spray the fields anymore um, for wheat or soy. And so um, the person who designed that seed is Monsanto, the chemical company. And so soy now has that insecticide actually altered into the seed. And so you can't even imagine what happens inside of us, what, what's happening to our bodies getting that. It's very hard to even find natural soy anymore that doesn't have the insecticide in it. I was not aware of that one. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah, you guys can Google that and read about that. Um, yeah, so, so you wouldn't suggest soy. You would suggest uh, almond milk. Coconut milk. Coconut. Oh, yeah, coconut milk. Yeah. We yeah. also do that as well. And sometimes you can buy the one at, at the National Grocery Store with the uh, soy, not soy, the uh, almond and coconut milk together. What right? about goat milk? Goat milk is pretty similar to human milk. Uh, a lot of people who are allergic to uh, cow's milk can drink the goat milk and not have the the reflux or the reactions to it like they do to, to cow's milk. And some people like goat milk. I think it's an, a, an acquired taste um, in goat cheese. I actually mm. tasted some the other day. It was just incredible. I was so surprised, you know. Yeah. But, okay, so that's good to know. What do you think about um, the middle of the grocery store? You said to go around the edges, don't go in the middles, and that means all the carbs. And sugars, is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, or um, processed foods. And what does that do to your body? Well, it can basically hinder your immune system. You know, it, there's lots of chemicals added to them, and you just never know how your body's going to react, whether it's a, a red 40 or a, you know, a, a blue or whatever color it is that they put in there. <laughs> whatever color. It's not natural, <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, definitely not natural. Unless it's a natural food aisle. And if you cannot read the label. <laughs> don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because we were listening to Dr. Wallach's new book coming out. He was talking about um, his book. And he he was um, specifically talking about in the like 1901 when um, – a certain company discovered they came up with a lubricant in place of oils for machines and that they came up with what's known now as Crisco. And it was actually a cheaper lubricant for big machinery. And, um, and it was made from animal fat of some kind, beef fat or something. And um, they added stuff to it and it was cheaper than butter or lard as well. And, um, and so the company started thinking, we're, we would make more money selling it as a food than selling it only as lubricant for machines. So they started, they got with an advertising company to advertise about uh, why Crisco would be better than fat or lard. And they started this whole thing on hmm. fat and lard hurting the body. And it became this huge phenomenon that everyone started taking Crisco and using Crisco to cook instead. And then, of course, it's caused all this cancer and everything. It's just, I was like, wow, I did not know that. And so I didn't know if you've heard that. I had not heard about that. But, you know, if same thing like we were talking about, alkalizing the blood pH, cancer cannot, you know, um, survive that well in an alkaline environment. So if you're, like we said earlier, if you're more alkaline, your immune system is going to be able to fight Fight it better. And that's with fruits and vegetables for sure. And then protein, probiotics, Mm -hmm. healthy protein that doesn't have the antibiotics or the hormones in it. Right. Okay. Well, I, I want to, I know that you also work with medical massage and massage. Um, You have different kinds of massage that you do. Yes. And then you also use essential oils Mm -hmm. a lot. Is there anything else I'm missing that you do? Uh, That's, that's pretty much mainly what I do. Um, in Arizona, we'll do more. We'll also do uh, manipulation of the body. Is that like uh, chiropractic? It's like chiropractic, of? yes. And that's part of what a naturopathic learns in med school, right? Yes. Okay. You don't do acupuncture, acupressure. Did you learn that? Well, we learned acupuncture as well, uh, uh, Chinese herbs. We learned homeopathy, which is German-based medicine, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann. <clears throat> And um, we did uh, 
we had women's medicine, you know, like the guy exams, clinics, oh, okay. and that was stuff. Like, so yeah. we uh, urology. Really? Urology? So, mm-hmm. I would love to hear about that, what you guys learned about healing. I'm sorry, not well, healing. Um, making all the symptoms go away for cancer. Can well, you say I mean, it like that? Well, we had uh, for the like prostate, you know, using the flaxseed, using uh, pumpkin seed, uh, salt palmetto, all those are really beneficial to the prostate. Now, those are really the omega-3, 6, and 9s, right? Because mm-hmm. I know if you eat pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and flax, flax seed oil, mm-hmm. you can eat the seeds instead of taking the oils. Correct. So, okay. And, but also, also which is great fiber as well with the flax seeds. So. Which is better than just getting the oils, I guess, the fiber. Wow. Okay, so we'd love to hear more about that after break. Um, and then the uh, people, I would love for you to talk to people about the acupuncture and the acupressure mm-hmm. um, so they can really understand, because it sounds kind of acupressure doesn't, but the acupuncture sounds a little, you know, painful. And yet I've had so many people tell me they don't feel it at all. And right. uh, my grandmother got it for her... Um, macular degeneration in the dry eyes. Mm -hmm. She went and they did it around her eyes, right around the skin of the eyes. It was so freaky. And she said she didn't feel a thing. And and it actually helped her see better. And so I'd love to talk about that right after the break. So right now we're going to go to break. And we'll return right back here with Living Well. Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling in Fort Worth, Texas is a full-service wellness clinic providing individual, group, and family counseling, one-on-one coaching for life and wellness, and naturopathic treatments of medical massage therapy combined with essential oils to ensure you reach your health and wellness goals. Sessions are available in person or by phone. Get started on your new life today. Just call 817-232-1363 or go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com or email them at lifesolutions.com cc at yahoo.com most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them nothing seems to work desires are unfulfilled fantasies unrealized and relationships become stagnant men are desperate today for a richer deeper more satisfying and intimate marriage dr jim slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate fulfilling marriage they've always wanted call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. I am Ann Beal, and this is Living Well. My guest today is Phil Flores, and he is a naturopathic doctor here at our clinic, Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling Wellness Clinic. And we are talking um, all about what naturopathic medicine is and all the different skills that Phil uses to help our clients and his patients. We did, talked a little bit before break on um, different things that he did and about nutrition and the importance of fruits and vegetables and good proteins that don't have antibiotics or hormones in it. Welcome back, Phil. Thank you. We were going to start right in on um, acupuncture and acupressure because I don't know. A lot of people, I mean, acupressure, you kind of have a, an idea. People have an idea of like pressure points and they have those funny little socks that show all the places on the feet yes. that you can push for different parts of the body, right? right? right. And do you do that in massage? Yes, that's a reflexology. Reflexology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to start there or do you want to start with the acupuncture? Pressure, no, acupuncture. We can go with reflexology. Okay, uh, fill us in on that. So basically with reflexology, you work on the foot, and the foot is pretty much a map of your body. So you can you go right along and you can cover everything from your low back to intestinal issues to sinuses. Uh, I mean, you can even feel, you can palpate along the big toe and you can feel, you know what, they've got some kind of either allergies going on or post-nasal drip. You'll feel little gritty um, in the toe in the feet yes in, <laughs> in, in the feet so so you can actually 
tell them, you know, are you experiencing any kind of allergies here recently? And they're like, oh, yes, you know, and you can, and they'll like, well, how did he know? And I, I was working on this one lady one time and she was, she said, I said, are you experiencing any post-nasal drip? And she was like, no, I'm totally fine. Next day she was, I mean, it, it'll show up in the foot before you feel it in the body. Hmm. So do you, can you do anything about that when you massage the feet or whatever you do with the feet? Yeah, break, try to break that down and uh, get them to recover Faster. Faster, yes. And then the essential oils, because we have essential oils, and there are times, like with the thieves, that you put it on your feet. Is there anything about that, why, well, why you do that? Well, we use the, the thieves to get the body to feel better. So by putting it on the feet, does it work faster? Why do they have you put it on your feet? Well, you don't necessarily have to put it on the feet. I mean, you can put it on, on your wrists. You can, I mean, it, it the... It's a pretty small molecule, so it, it can go from your skin into your, so you, uh, into like, your body like within a matter of seconds. So putting it on your toes, I wonder, because some, some people say put it on your toes. I thought, why do I do that? So you're saying you don't have to do that. You can mm-hmm. put it even, because it smells really good. I mean, it helps you mm-hmm. s- with breathing. Um, I know you had said put it on your hands and breathe. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I wasn't sure if it had anything to do with that reflexology. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great aromatic effect. You know, it's, it's soothing. It smells really good and just helps your body. So the reflexology, you do that with people as yes. a kind of, is it like a medical thing or? Well, I mean, I had, did have an instant where I had, uh, well, several, many times, but like with four-year-olds, you can, or three-year-olds or one-year-olds, if they're constipated, mm-hmm. you could just go along. If you can look up, you can pull it up on Google and just the map of the foot and you see where the large intestine starts up on the right side and goes Across the middle, over to the left side, and then down. On so the foot. You, you got the ascending, transverse, and, and descending colon. And you just rub along that area. And within minutes, they'll be going to the bathroom. Minutes. So be careful how long you do that. Yes. <laughs> That's yep. really cool. Now, how about the acupuncture? Well, the acupuncture, I learned that in, in medical school. Dr. Dang, <laughs> Chinese <laughs> medical class. doctor. You he, didn't make that up. That's a real name. That's a real name. <laughs> and uh, he... He probably tied to us for like three years or so, and we he had clinic clinical rotations in it where we we come in with a certain condition, we will choose certain points, and uh, you come in with back pain, we'll do different points for that. So, and they combine different like uh, doctor doctor tan protocol. For example, if you had low back pain, you would put the needles in between the fingers, so. Like in the knuckles, mm-hmm. you put them in there. They call it the ashi points, and it would within minutes you would feel relief. Like they would, they stand up and say, "Show me where your back pain is." They couldn't because they wouldn't feel it anymore, so it was gone. So that was really really exciting. Well, that's one of the easiest things to do then for back pain. Mm-hmm. When people think of acupuncture and the needles, I don't think they realize how small they are unless they've had it done before. They are well, very teeny. Well, there's different gauges. To the truth, there's. Uh, the smaller the gauge, of course, the less you're going to feel it. And some are long, have longer needles, shorter needles. And, I mean, it's been shown where if it doesn't have to necessarily be that long, as long as you're in the right spot, it usually has pretty good effect. Also, the smaller ones for scalp acupuncture, I went to a conference in Milpitas, California with Dr. Min King Zhu. It's Z-H-U. And... Um, you can check out how he did a lot of stroke rehabilitation with uh, scalp acupuncture. That's amazing. I mean, we had six days of just nothing but amazing things going on there. He, I had a friend, or I have a friend, and he, he had a stroke May 2nd of last year, paralyzed completely on the left side. Okay. Five months of therapy, five, seven hours a day, still could not move that left arm, not even a millimeter. Wow. And I was like, you've got to come with me to this conference. I said, we'll get your arm moving. Uh, of course, I prayed every day. Lord, please, just, when we get there, just let him move that arm. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment he showed up, we took him right up, you know, in his wheelchair up to the, the room where we were doing the therapy. And within less than five minutes of putting five needles in his head, Dr. Jew was like, move your arm. He's like, I can't move your arm. All of a sudden, that arm moves. Just, it moves from like his side up to his leg. 
were like, all right. You know, I mean, everybody just started clapping and people crying. It was so exciting. And next he's like, okay. He goes, you're from Texas, right? He goes, right now, you only got chicken feet. If you get it up to your chest, I give you chicken head. <laughs> That's so funny. He goes, and you get it to your nose, I give you whole cow. Because, <laughs> of course, being from Texas, we eat a lot of barbecue over here. But he was able to bring it up just below his chin. And, I mean, that was just within five minutes of putting those needles in. So what would you do with that? Would you keep them, keep doing that therapy with the needles every day or every week? Or? Uh, well, with, with the stroke, if you can catch it within the first few hours, first you know, days, you can recover probably 90 to well, to 100% almost, 90 to 98%. That's amazing. And that's with the scalp acupuncture. Yes. That's Doc, amazing. Doctors use scalp acupuncture. Okay. Well, I mean, wow. We that's... had people with MS. Uh, one person come in there and wheelchair bound for three months, put the needles on the head. And these needles are so tiny, they don't even hurt. I mean, there's no, no, not much pain at all. It goes parallel. It doesn't go into the cranium. It goes parallel about four inches deep. Not four inches deep. Four levels deep in, in the dermis. The skin. The skin. Okay. And uh, we, uh, same thing with this lady, 30-something years old, gets up, starts walking after she had been wheelchair-bound for three months. Another guy, paralyzed tongue, hit his face, able to stand up, you know, I mean, and actually swallow. But before that, he couldn't swallow. He couldn't speak. He I lost his imagine. ability to speak. Mm-hmm. He was a mechanic. And we had another guy that had a brain tumor. A slur in his speech. He was a, an actor and an opera singer. Flew in from China to California for this conference. And within a, probably about 20 minutes, he was saying all kinds of tongue twisters, so clear, no slurring, that the trans, Chinese translator couldn't even keep up with him. It was awesome. And afterwards, he sang opera for us and just did great. And we had another um, 65-year-old used to be a professional ballet dancer, and she couldn't even walk straight. I mean, she was walking with a cane. I mean, it looked like she was about to fall down and yeah, with every step. And for six years, she had been getting worse and worse. Couldn't figure out what it was. Something with the little white spots in the brain that kept telling her, and she didn't know, and that's what she kept saying. So we did this within a matter of 20 minutes. The cane is over there on the floor. She's walking totally fine, no problem. We kept the needles in for probably three days. Then we take them out and switch them out again and just keep stimulating the points. So you're actually stimulating, really, the brain in some ways or the the vessels or what are you stimulating? Well, basically, it just allows the body to open the meridians. You have meridians that go all over the body. And meridians is basically different points along the body that can either start at the hands, at the feet, um, um, and... What you're doing is basically clearing these channels, allowing them the energy to flow through. Right. As they call the chi. The chi, which is what we used in in, um, ninjutsu. We talked all about that. And uh, my instructor was actually a a psychologist who did acupuncture and acupressure for smoking, lots of things, Mm -hmm. to get rid of cravings and everything. And he taught us all about those meridian lines. And a lot of people who, you know, they, they can't see them. Right. And the, the actual MD med schools don't teach that. And so a lot of people just think that's hocus pocus. And yet we see that it's true and um, it works. And a lot of people don't realize how easy it is for a lot of these things out there to um, have them go away. A lot of the symptoms. And if you were to take medicine, the MDs don't know a lot about chronic symptoms. And they don't off, they're not taught how to get rid of chronic symptoms. They're taught how to manage them with drugs. Acute, acute mm-hmm. drugs, and so how many drugs would the, would that person have been on? <laughs> you know, for I mean, if you think of like eleven different drugs and still not working, mm-hmm. and that that's something so simple. So, the essential oils that you use, what do you mainly use them for? I mainly use them. Well, it's a it's a plethora of things, but okay. you know, I can't really say like what they do specifically, but. I mean, as far as organ systems, I mean, use them for respiratory, um, use them just better, better well-being, basically. Trying to make that person feel better and, and do it by just either uh, doing aromatically in mm-hmm. a diffuser or putting it on their body topically or even ingesting. Why do they call them essential 
oils. Essential oils? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, well, with, for example, in essential oils, your body doesn't make it, right? And so you need it from an outside source. Which is the same thing they say about... Uh, essential fatty acids. And essential nutrients, essential, essential amino acids. Your body doesn't make it, but it needs it. Mm-hmm. And so it has to have it. Right. And so the, the essential oils, when I was reading, they said that they're actually, I mean, if you think about it, like lemon oil, it's a very concentrated dose. Of, it's the oil of the lemon. Right. And actually it comes from the rind, the lemon rind. And so it's a very strong, it's very strong. So you're not just getting a little lemon, you're getting a high-grade lemon. Right. And right. same thing with this. It's not coming from the pulp. The pulp can have a tendency to kind of take the layers off the teeth, you know. So, <laughs> is that what it is? It's mm-hmm. that. Oh. So you want the one from the rind will not have that effect. And orange oil. And so a lot of these oils, they're all very concentrated. So they're high grade and they they're therapeutic therapeutic grade. And so they they absorb into your skin. I mean it is food. You're just not mm-hmm. eating it, you're absorbing it. Is that right. right? Well, you can also ingest it as well. Yeah, that's true. Because the thieves, I could drink in water when I was sick, when I had a virus, a cold, you know. So I did I did actually take it. So lemon oil, I know you had it for one of your presentations. You had lemon oil in the cookies, and you had yes. peppermint oil in the brownies. Yes, uh, you mean it. And you had lemon oil in the water. Mm-hmm. And so it was really good. I just want to try to, you know, helps alkalize the blood pH. And, um, but yeah, we use them just for the betterment of the body, basically. Yes. And if you look up essential oils, you can go on the internet and look that up. You can see all the oils. Now, the actual oils that you use most of the time are Young Living. Young Living essential oils, yes. Now, why Young Living? It's just uh, Dr. Young really goes above and beyond to try to get a very high grade oil. He sends it off to, to France, you know, to get it tested. And he only bottles about, I believe it's, 22% or 22 to 28% because of the quality. After that, the quality starts going down. So he prefers to have quantity versus quality. So every now and then you might try to order an oil and it's out of stock. Right. Because he doesn't want to, you know, make it a less quality oil. So you're going to have to wait for the good stuff. And Longevity has the oils as well. Some of them have the same name. Um, and uh, But when you go to the grocery store, you go to the natural food store, they're probably not as high high quality as Young Living or Longevity. Um, some of them aren't even 100% the oil. They have other things added in. Right. They've been uh, adulterated. So you want to make sure when you have an essential oil that it does not have an expiration date. If it has an expiration date, then it's been adulterated because the essential oil should last. Adulterated. That's hilarious that you say it. <laughs> Corrupted. Like what? There's, it's not full. Like, it's, yeah, it's not 100%. 100%. Okay. And you really want it 100%. You do. Because if it, like I said, if it has an expiration date, don't buy it. Hmm. What, what, so if it's 100%, it lasts forever. Exactly. Unless it, I know I have to be careful leaving, not, not leaving the top off because it will evaporate. It will, it will be gone really, really It was fast. crazy, yeah, that happened. I mean, another thing that can uh, mess up the oils is high, high temperatures. Like have having that. them in your hot car in the yes, summer? Yes, you don't want to do that. If you notice, most essential oils will come in a dark bottle. Mm-hmm. So that's to keep the oil from going rancid or stuff like that. Okay. But always just keep them in a uh, regular room temperature or in your pockets. Now, you do different kinds of massage with the oils as well. I do. We do a raindrop technique. I'll do use it when somebody's uh, to help the muscles feel better. Um, so the rain, now that raindrop technique, I saw how many oils go into that. How many is that, 12? That's nine oils. Nine oils. Mm-hmm. And you put them where you they... You put abs- them on the feet. Okay. So they, you know, it absorbs everything from the sacrum up to the neck on the feet. So it goes from the heel up to your big toe. Okay. And you do three passes with the seven oil, seven oils on there. And you can also use Valor to, on the heels just to ground the person. And, uh, and on the back, once you flip them, you're going to use all nine oils. That's oregano, thyme, basil, marjoram, cypress, wintergreen, peppermint, uh, aromasase, and Valor. So what do they get from that? How do they feel afterwards? I mean, what's well, the point for that? Well, a lot of people just feel so much better. I mean, they're right. they're relaxed, and uh, it just it's just like I said when I say better quality of life. So they're able to 
just function better. Yeah, they come over here after they're in, they get the massage from you for my session with them, and they're like so relaxed. I'm like, <laughs> did you really? Do you really come over here after that? <laughs> then what other kind of massage do you do? I do uh, therapeutic massages. So basically, if you want, if you have shoulder problems or frozen shoulder, uh, low back pain, sciatica, which is you know the nerve right there on just below the waist that makes your leg go numb. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work on doing stretches. Um, so basically, there's a lot of a lot of benefits you can get from massage. I mean, you can it's a deeper relaxation, um, better sleep, it, uh, because you know stress stress itself can cause many conditions or diseases. That because what happens when you get stressed? Yeah, well, everything about you goes up. Your body yeah. wears down. Yeah, so your muscles get tight. Your acidity level. Oh, see, I shouldn't have done that. So yeah. your at your acidic level goes up. So, yeah, it gets more acidic. So if you're doing that, what's your immune system doing? Mm, like you said good. earlier, it's going down. Because so it's why. not alkaline anymore. If it's you can remember, changing. opportunistic yes. infections. When okay. do they happen? Well, say if you, you're on the verge right there, then all of a sudden you get stressed out. Well, now your body cannot fight it. That's why it's known as opportunistic. It's just sitting there. You've got the bacteria in there or the virus. And... Once your immune system can't fight it, that's when it hits you. That's what it's called opportunistic infections. Okay. So it's good people if they start realizing that. Is there anything that they could do quickly to get their body back alkaline? And I don't mean taking an antacid because I think that's what people, when they think, oh, I can get rid of acid. Well, believe it or not, even just breathing, taking deep breaths nice and slow will help alkalize the blood pH. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Which they don't share that very much. So just no. breathing in through nose, breathing. out through mouth, mm-hmm. just slowly breathing. Yes. Okay. Doing the breathing. So the massages really, because I know you massaged my husband's shoulder quite a bit when it was really hurting him. And you put some oils on it too. Do you remember what you put on it? On him, I put, it was the lemongrass. And I put lemongrass, clove. Copaiba and peppermint. And he felt so much better. It just smells so good. It smells so good. So he'd just feel better, right? And it helps relax him so he doesn't get all uptight. No, I mean, whatever it is that you did, it is amazing what it does. And I, I think that a lot of people don't realize that there's massage there available, lots of different kinds. Now, you also do the cranial sacral. Yes. Now, what is that? Cranial sacral is just it's a light touch therapy to relieve tension in the muscles. For example, you know, a lot of, a lot of, your central nervous system basically is you're palpating the body and you're feeling the the rhythm of the cerebral spinal fluid as it's moving through the body and you want to try to get it moving symmetrically throughout. But there example. are there have been like I know a girl that you worked with that you were doing something to her skull. She had really bad handwriting, dysgraphia, whatever you call mm-hmm. that. Um, working and moving, whatever it was, her handwriting got better. What is that? Well, basically, like I said, it, it allows the, the body to be more calm. So then maybe they're just, they slow down a bit and able to concentrate better. Mm-hmm. And um, like, for example, my daughter, mm-hmm. she was two and a half, having 22 seizures a day. We started doing the cranial sacral, and it's just light touch therapy on her head, uh, basically opening up the frontal bone. The, Temporal bone, occipital, sphenoid. These are all bones in, in, in the, the cranium. And within the first session, she she was having a seizure every 45 minutes to hour 15 minutes. I mean, it was around the clock. But after her first session, 45 minutes, well, she went two hours with that one. So I told my wife, I was like, this is working. Let's do it again. So we went back the next day. Then it went like two and a half, three hours, then four. So each time we kept doing this, we are probably doing it four or five times a week. Five weeks later, totally gone. Totally gone. I like the way you said that. Seizure-free. Seizure-free, just mm-hmm. from that therapy. Yeah. Now, how would people reach you? How would people get a hold of you? Uh, they could they can just call call the number or call Life Solutions. Give the number for you. Number is 480-227-3750. And that's the schedule with Dr. Phil. Flores directly, or you can call Life Solutions Coaching and Counseling, our clinic, 817-232-1363.
What if people have questions for you? Do you have a how about your website or email? Uh, yeah, they can send me email. Uh, they can go to my website and they can send an email there, and that is uh, currently w. www.massagebyphil.abmp.com. Very good. abmp.com. Yes. Okay. Or you can go to lifesolutionscoachingandcounseling.com and you'll see Dr. Phil and you can schedule with him there. We would just like you to be able to reach him if you need him and we really appreciate you being on. Now, how old is your daughter now? She is now seven, about to be eight next Friday. And she's seizure free. Seizure free. So that is amazing. I think a lot of people love to hear that, all those success stories. And we just thank you for being on and we thank you guys for listening. And um, we'd love to have you back when you can come back and give us more info about all the medical things because that we didn't get a lot into all the like the removing removing seizures. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. (laughs) All the medical things that can be gone by different things that you do. Mm -hmm. So we'll have you back on. And thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having me. To uh, Living Well with us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.